Welcome to Empower Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Kimber Lovett-Minkiti. I'm Tiffany Fikes. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Today, we're going to talk about 13 ways to double your sales volume. I know a lot of you are suffering out there, right? Uh, Your business has gone way down. I know our business has. We had a great May. We had a terrible June. July was tough. And it's not looking that great for the rest of the year. So that means uh, if things aren't going our way, we need to do something about it. So, um, yeah. So we've uh, interviewed all of our Empire Building podcast co-hosts for some of their top reasons or the top ways to double your sales volume very quickly. And we chose 13 because uh, it's an unlucky number. <laughs> so how can you turn something unlucky into lucky for you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't actually choose it. That's just everybody's suggestions all added up to 13. So. <laughs> um, but I like a weird number because then it makes it sound more official anyway, don't you think? That's actually like one of my number. negotiating tactics is I hmm. never go back with like 250. I go back with 249, 800 or whatever because people psychologically think, oh, there must be a real reason for that. Look at that. Well, He's I got hope bonus you're... tactic for negotiation. Yeah, tactic. <laughs> yeah, extra tactic. yeah. I hope all your competitors in the Nashville area aren't listening, though. <laughs> It'll still work on their sellers. That's so true. That's it's true. Great. That's true. That's, that's, that's why true. it's such a great tactic. Even though people know it's a tactic, it still works on the sellers. It still works. Yeah. Well, we're all humans at the end. Uh, well, all right. So we digress. Our first uh, way that we're going to double our sales revenue is to do a MOFR. Okay, which is make offers for immediate response. And the idea behind a MOFR is, is you're offering some kind of guarantee or sales technique or, you know, you guys, you guys know what MOFRs are. You see them all the time, all over the place. And it's a really quick way in sales to get, to get a fast response. Sarah, our lovely co-host is the queen of MOFRs. She's the MOFR queen. Um, but one of the things that we're seeing right now, or, you know, my suggestion for a MOFR is, is to, to you, you know, you want to focus on people who are looking to sell right now, because I personally think the easiest way to make money right now is to get a motivated seller, price it right, make it look good, put it on the market, and then hopefully drive, drive sales. Um, and in some areas of the country, there's very low inventory, so this is a very good technique. That's not the that's not the case here in Austin, Texas. Uh, we our inventory is way way up, and the best houses are still selling. So, uh, one of the things I might recommend is talking to for sale by owners. Uh, we used to do this when we used to do a lot of expires, a lot of for sale by owners. I would go on the for sale by owner, and I'd basically give them an offer, which was. I said to them, hey, if you want to continue to sell on your own and you bring the buyer, uh, then you get to keep the commission. And if I bring the buyer, then I get to keep the commission. And it was actually a really great way to get uh, a listing because sometimes we'd even have two signs in the yard, which was kind of weird. You know, they, they would want to keep their sign and then I would put my sign in the yard. And I don't think there was ever a time where we didn't sell it because obviously we're the experts, but it just gave them that peace of mind. And there was really nothing to lose at that point. They were going to continue to do what they were doing and with the added benefit of us. So if you guys are struggling, go out and get yourself a for sale by owner listing um, or some kind of other mofer. 
Well, yeah, that's the the great thing about a MOFR is you're basically like for an immediate response, you need to take away their hesitation. And so like that right there, Wendy took away the for sale by owners hesitation to list with an agent because they don't want to pay a commission if they're going to find the buyer. And so like, what are those other hesitations? I know I run a guaranteed sale program. I know Sarah does too. Like if it doesn't sell, I will buy it. And we have parameters on what that looks like. Um, but it takes away their concern. So when you're when you're creating your MOFR, think of what would stop them from saying yes and how can I carry the weight of that with some sort of guarantee that makes it a no-brainer, do it now, jump on this offer. And I think it can also be really simple. Like go all the way back. Like we went back, like our listings in DC still still really tight, right? Listing inventory. And so we just went back to the old school hot list, right? We literally like, which is so much easier now because you can go into coming soon. So we, we have a couple of like new construction stuff that's in the pipeline. We already know it. And we just literally went, went to all of the leads that we have unconverted buyer leads. And we just went like aggressively on like a 10 days of love campaign around like make an offer for immediate response. They had to respond to us in order to get the hot list. It was so simple, right? Like we took five minutes. We were like, oh, right. We actually need properties. So we just took five properties and we put them in and done. Like literally all the leads that you've met with, you've gathered from open houses, you've engaged over this past year, last year, just shoot them all a message and see who raises their hand. Yep. Love that. Okay. So tactic one, make offer for immediate response. Number two, go crazy lead generating, which is pretty basic. Very, very basic. However, the reality is it we've got to talk to more people or we've got to interact with more people to find those motivated that Wendy are talking is talking about. So we just need to go back to the basics and have those conversations via text, via phone, you know, and Instagram. Are you talking to enough people? Well, and I just think we've gotten a little bit lazy these last few years as the leads have really have really come to us. And so getting back into that habit of just talking to people every day and, you know, your, your lead generation looks like your lead generation. So for some people it might be, Hey, let's, why don't I do, uh, why don't I schedule a coffee for the next every day for the next 30 days? And that's going to be powerful because you're probably going to have to talk to about five people before you get someone who's going to be able to have coffee with you that week. Right. So if it's, Something simple like that, just do it and pick one thing and really focus on it. I think sometimes we 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 just forget like sort of the one thing, you know, picking one thing, putting a lot of an intentionality, putting a lot of focus on it can be really powerful in and of itself. Absolutely. And that takes us to tactic number three, which is narrow your niche, right? Whether that's a geographic area, the college you went to, your church, like get focused. And I, this is like one of my passion areas because we lived a geographic farm business and it made my life so much easier, right? Having three boys in five years, having a really tight geographic area that I lived in, that my playdates were in, that my, I went to the playground in, it just made the biz, doing business easier because everything I was doing was so connected into that area. So I find sometimes people try to pick a niche that they don't actually enjoy. Like, don't do that. Pick a niche, like think about, literally write down, what did I spend my time doing? What do I enjoy? What are my hobbies? Where do I love to spend time? What's something 
missing in my life and go focus in that specific area and really drill down. So that would look like door knocking in that area, understanding the list, grabbing it, creating an event around that area, really like finding, creating a, a, a campaign, a plan around how you can go deep in that specific area. And I think that's one, not just to double your business now, but I think that's bulletproofing your business into the future. There's just Absolutely. so much going on and where, where disruption becomes harder is when you have deep rooted connections to a community. It's so smart. You know, we, I sort of resisted the idea of a geographic farm for many, many years. You know, it's one of the first things that Jay told me to do when I started my business. I was like, why would I do that? You know, that makes, that's, that's crazy. Um, and you know, many years later, I was like, oh yeah, that would have been a great idea. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out five years ago. I, I, I'm right. I, I understand that you're right. So eventually we did do that and we actually did it in a little bit of a lower priced area, which has kind of saved us because right now in Austin, you know, with prices going up so high, this sort of like first time home buyer neighborhood has been really good for us because we've got a resurgence of listings there. And in conjunction with that, um, our top agent, our listing agent, Warren McNulty, lives in that area. And he did something really smart earlier this year, which was um, he had a baby. Um, that wasn't the smart thing. I mean, <laughs> that was what they did. <laughs> that was what they did. But his wife had joined the Hayes County uh, Moms Group, face, Moms Facebook Group. It had over 3,000 moms in it. And, uh, you know, she had told him about it. So he's like, oh, well, I'm going to join the Hayes County Dads Group. And he went and looked for it, and there wasn't one. And, uh, and so he decided to start the Hayes County Dads Group. There's thousands of men in it now. They meet once a month. Uh, they're all in his, you know, in his smaller area. And it's been a really easy way for him to connect to people. And it's just like you said, Kimber, it's like, what, what are you doing already that you can really focus on? And, uh, you know, it was obviously filling a big need and we've gotten listings from it already. Yeah, I mean, we're bridge builders. So I think one of the things that I know all of us have done is look for the gap. Like, don't, I love that, Wendy, because sometimes people are like, oh, every Facebook group already exists. Everybody's already connected. They're not. And, or maybe they were, and that group isn't even being managed anymore. Like I connected with a group, a neighborhood group, and the, the woman's like left the neighborhood two years ago. She still runs it just out of loyalty, but she was like so excited that somebody new in the neighborhood would want to take it over. So just, I think, look at those groups, look for opportunities, what's missing in your world and go fill the need. Love that. All right. So that was narrow your niche or narrow your area. And number four is really to increase your average price point. This is an easy way to double your sales revenue. We don't think about it a lot. A lot of times we have limiting beliefs around the kind of people or the kind of neighborhoods or the kind of price points that we feel comfortable serving. And yet it's all a learning curve. It's all a learning curve. And so you might as well uh, pick a learning curve that's at a high price point right? Because those commissions definitely get higher. So if you are holding open houses, hold open houses uh, that are expensive, right? Join a gym in a wealthier part of town. Look at your database. Target your buyers and sellers who you know are probably going to have a more expensive home to sell. And that small change, I know people that have done that very uh, purposefully, it's really increased their bottom line tremendously. Well, it's the same work. You're doing the same work. Um, yeah. So if you're going to host an open house, it just makes sense 
to do one in a price point that is selling. Like, I don't know, you know, if, if I was in Austin, I'm not sure that I'd be in the $4.5 million range right now on my open houses, but I definitely go 700, 800 over a $400,000 house right now, just because you're there, you might as well be focused on that. Um, okay, which let's talk next about get hyper-focused on improving your conversion and your closing. I, I don't know about you ladies. We still have low inventory in Nashville. However, we are seeing deals fall apart where we hadn't seen buyers backing out of yes. deals. We're seeing that a lot more, almost 20% um, are backing out. And so learning your scripts, and this is where you've got to be the expert and you've got to know You've got to know what you're talking about. You can no longer just be out there pointing people in the right direction. Like there's a lot of uncertainty in in the economy right now. And so helping them understand what's the right choice for them, what's the best choice for them, helping other agents in your transaction help their clients stay in the deal when that is the best thing for them. That's all scripting and knowledge and how you have those conversations. And so I think that gets overlooked. And the only way you can know if you're improving is if you know what your conversion is to start with. So that goes back to tracking, tracking your numbers. And do you know where you need to improve? Do you need to be having more conversations or do you need to be having better conversations? Yes. And I think as a team, you drill down in that, right? Because you might have had amazing conversion because you're the rainmaker. You're the original person. But really coaching in your team, sometimes we roll all the numbers up and then we looked at them collectively. Well, you need to look at them individually for each agent if you've got a team because you want to see, hey, is this person really amazing at conversion? And so I need to coach to a different skill set. Maybe they need to coach the top line activity or do I need to actually coach this person actually had a lot of leads. So we need to dig in and look at the actual conversion skill around where they're falling out. So I think that, that everything that matters in your business has a number attached to it. Yes, yes, that's so important. Well, and our conversion rates are just down. Like my agents are crushing it having conversations and doing consultations and actually getting reps signed. Uh, but in terms of the rep sign to the actual closing, there's a big gap there. And it's so much bigger than it was a year or two ago. Uh, so we're just having to have all those front-end activities, all those conversations. We're just having to bump those numbers up. Um, and then to your point, Tiffany, you know, if you're not a, if you aren't a normally skeptical person, you want to put your black hat on and assume that your deal is going to fall through, right? You're going to assume that, I know in Austin, it's more like one out of four are falling through. And uh, so you need to put your black hat on and take your Pollyanna sunglasses off and really um, and really make sure that you're thinking the worst so that it doesn't happen, right? Because you definitely want all your deals to close these days. 100%. 100%. So next, as sort of an extension of your numbers, is trimming your expenses. And I love this, right? The fastest way to make money don't spend it. And this is not just in your business. This is in your business and in your personal life. Uh, every dollar that you spend out, you're, there's a tax, right? You're somewhere 30% plus that you're going to pay out on that. So making sure that you are really holding your numbers, your dollars, every dollar out in your business accountable. We find that literally every six months, which is somewhat painful in the business, but it actually is super productive. We just cancel the cards. And you have to, like in our world, you have to call Amex and say, do not, we want the reoccurring payments to stop because we want to have to force like 
everybody to go back in and reset all of those things. And sometimes in the team, like there's things that the team doesn't even notice that we don't, um, that we didn't bring back. Right. It was just stuff. We, we had a lot of like bloat at the, in the 2021, 2022, right. When, when you had additional revenue, so you were signing up for things, you were getting subscriptions at home and in your business, when you just cut all that off and then intentionally reset, uh, it can create some significant savings in your business. That's yeah, hardcore. I That's like hardcore. That. <laughs> Did you see it when you said that? Both Tiffany yeah, and I, both our eyes went our like, eyes got huge. We went like, oh. <laughs> I know. It's an administrative nightmare, yeah. but it it forces like fierce yeah. accountability to the pieces because you just start to like things creep up. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the other thing you can do without doing that is you look at your Amex bills at or your yeah. credit cards every month. Yeah. That's the other way to do that. And just be just be ruthless with it. And it's it's not, you know, um, it's not everybody's most fun meeting. And it's just good to know what you're spending your money on. And it doesn't take long. I mean, for our it takes us 30 minutes a month maybe to go through all of the bank accounts and all the credit cards. And we're just line by line, line by line. What's that? What's that? What's that? Are we good with that? Are we not good with that? Et cetera, et cetera. So um, okay, super smart, Kimber. All right, so number seven is um, really dig deep and ask your friends, family, and top referrers for for support. And the reason this came up for me is I had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine who was looking for a job during COVID, and um, she was struggling. She's um, she's actually my age, so she's in her fifties, and she's in the ad industry and. Uh, which is notoriously ageist. And she was just, uh, had gotten laid off from her job and she was really struggling to find a job. And so she'd gone on many interviews and it just wasn't working out for her. And so what she decided to do was write a a beautifully written email asking her friends and family for support in finding their new job. And um, it was just well-crafted and it was really a, it wasn't a, I don't want to say a plea because that sounds like too desperate, but it was a real ask for her. She said it it felt a little humiliating to do that. And um, she ended up getting so many responses. I mean, so many people wrote back to her and she ended up with a job in less than two weeks after looking for over a year. Basically, she said, hey, connect me. And so I was thinking, you know, we could do this in our businesses where we're, where we just reach out to friends and family and our top referrers and say, hey, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to be really vulnerable here. I'm going to lay it on the line. I'm going to just let you guys know that, hey, the real estate industry has been tough for me. And you know, I'm in it to win it. I'm here for the long haul. And I'm just hoping that you would take a minute because we have a great relationship and you think about who do you know that you could connect me with that might have some real estate needs in the next few months? Would you please do that for me? And see what you get. I know we're going to do that. You know, after I heard that idea, I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Well, that's tapping into humanity. I mean, like none of your family or friends, if you said, hey, I need help, their instinct is not going to be no, no. I'm not going to help you. Their instinct is going to be, oh, how can Depends I help you? Depends on the family member, though. Well, I guess it's true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you Depends. sort your database by those people that are out to get you in your family versus yeah. those that are here. But like, that's the, that's the give and take uh, book. You know, people want to help. And so if you ask for help, they're already, their brain is wired to help you. 
Um, so if you say, I, can you help me? Who do you know is more powerful? Their brain is more activated if they say, yeah, I can help you. And then they're going to they're gonna be more activated to find somebody. All right, which leads us to number eight, hyper-focus on now and motivated business. We've talked about that a little bit, like finding those people that are actually motivated. And this also goes to, do you know, sometimes you feel busy because you have all these leads or you have all these buyers or you have all these listings, but are you being ruthless in identifying the now business in your pipeline? On our team, we talk about A, B, and C buyers. So A buyers are people who will buy a house this week or sell a house this week. Get it on the market or get it under contract this week. That's hardcore immediate <laughs> immediate business. That's the only way we label them as an A. If they're going to buy in the next month, they're a B buyer um, or B listing. And then everybody else is a C Anybody that signed a contract with us, that's how we identify their urgency because we want to match their urgency. So the A buyers are what we're filling our calendar with first. The A listings are getting our priority spots in our uh, you know, photography, in our staging, in all of that. Then the B people, then the C. And the Bs become As and the Cs become As. And like people are constantly moving, but you need to be very aware at any moment do you have A clients, B clients, or C clients? Um, because your colder leads, your people who haven't even signed with you, that's not where you need to spend your time. You need to be spending your time on the ones that are active and working right now. Yeah, I love that, Jenny. Like, you want to match their motivation. And I find in coaching agents, like, I, I want them to name the A buyer so that we can, from an accountability standpoint, where does that show up in your calendar? Like, literally, who is going to get the spot? Name the A buyer. Ask your team, right? So who is that? Who is that on your list? Put a name beside it so that we're really clear and really focused and we can really narrow in on the most motivated clients. Yeah, because what you focus on expands. What you focus on right? expands. What you focus on expands. And if you're just kind of flogging a dead horse with some of those colder leads that you have, you're diverting your focus. That's really what we're talking about here, guys. It's like get really focused on one or two activities and really just go for it because that's always got better results because that's just how your brain works, right? Absolutely. Number nine, look for like the low hanging fruit. Sometimes we forget that your current clients might actually have a property to sell or want to double down and buy an investment property. And sometimes we don't think that, right? So when you think about the 80-20 rule applies to real estate, right? People that own homes tend to own more than one of them or be responsible for more than one of them. Do they have an estate? Like the even though inventory is down, I think we like 6.5 homes sold last year, million homes in the US, we're gonna we're on pace for 4.1. So there's just a lot less houses. So you inventory is our challenge in terms of like, we need more, we need more to sell. And so making, asking those questions, do you have a house to sell? You know, are you planning to, how many houses are you planning to buy this year? Like, so that you can match, Hey, actually, yeah, we, we were going to buy another one. Are you planning to buy a house anywhere else this year? Do you have a house to sell anywhere else? We're part of such a powerful real estate platform of network. So making sure that you're positioned as the real estate professional across the world so that you can make those connections for people, even if the house they have to sell is in another state. 
Well, I love that, Kimber. And that's not one we wrote down, but I think that outgoing referral to other agents and other places is really powerful. So as we work through our database every year, I know this year already we've sent 80 outbound referrals to agents across the country because our database uh, either has has a place to sell or they have a, a, a a relative or they need a real estate referral or you can be that resource for them. And, you know, you get a 25, you get 25% of that commission and that can dramatically add to your bottom line. It's remarkable. Yeah, Absolutely. That's really good. That's another one. Yeah. Um, all right. So that was nine and 10, uh, which is ask your current clients if they have any rental properties to sell or talk to them about um, about if they maybe want to buy an investment property. Because maybe they're thinking, you know what? I don't really want to, uh, I don't want to be that move up buyer, but I right. do have a chunk of cash. Uh, stock market's looking pretty good these days. So maybe they want to invest in another another city. Maybe they want to invest in um, in your city, right? Depending on, on what everything looks like. So just have that conversation. It's really easy. Host an investor webinar, Really easy. Host it online. People will raise their hand. You might even get, you know, five, five, ten people raising your hand. Um, it can be very powerful. So love that. And eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Number eleven. I actually love this one. It's have a sales competition or have any kind of competition. I'm always here for any kind of competition. Um, you know, people, well, we've got a lot of people on our team that rise to the competition. Like love to do that to the point that if they don't have it, they create one for themselves. And so I'd love to hear like some of y'all's favorite. One of our favorite sales competitions we do is around our pie day. Um, in November, when we give away pies, we do a sale, a, a a sales competition within our team leading up to that. And we create two teams and all that. And whoever is the lower team gets pied in the face the day before pie day, but you never know. It's a surprise pie. So it becomes this really fun day in the office where everybody's really afraid to walk around corners. And <laughs> it's just really high energy and a lot of fun. And so it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I mean, like our team fights hard to be the team that gets to pie the other half in the face. And so like it, sales competitions don't have to have a ton of money attached to them. They can just be about fun. That's what so what have you guys done? That's so good. Uh, well, we had a, uh, so when the, your, your first home book came out uh, through Keller Williams, such a good, such a good book. We had a, just a, it was a coffee competition, uh, which we competed to see who could have the most, most coffees. You just set up a coffee with somebody who, you know, doesn't own a home. And we sat down with them. We gave them a book. Um, so a little bit more expensive than yours, but gave him a copy of the book and then had the conversation like, hey, are you, do you think you might be interested in buying a home? Do you know anyone who uh, might be interested in buying? And what was great about that competition is actually our transaction coordinator was the one who ended up having the most coffee conversations because it was a really I love easy, that. it was a really easy way for her to do it. Yeah. 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 Shout out to Alicia. That's awesome. We've, we've kind of taken competitions and sort of uh, soften to the bit into team building. And so creating a team goal, right? So if you have a team that likes to like do things together and maybe you, you, you know, the profile of people that you work with, right? So we've had a couple where we actually come in together and we're like, okay, we're all going against this. Like we're going to take 30 listings at this period of time. And when we get there all together, we're going to get to do this really amazing thing. So for a smaller team, like it's been nice because we set a goal. And so we would literally like almost every other month we would set a target 
everybody would agree on it. We would celebrate it. We would track it. We would like really race towards that top line goal so that we could literally, and it wasn't similar to Tiffany. Like it was that we would all like do something like we did ax throwing together. We went to a vineyard together. Like it was just something that created even more team building, but everybody was really working hard for the team to get to that goal. So it could be that you guys create a competition inside for against yourselves, right? Like let's reward ourselves. Well, and that just made me think we've done competitions team to team, like invite another team into our Mm. office. Like one day where we're doing a a big push on, you know, conversations and you get a point for every contact and you get a point for every lead you find and and then one for every appointment that you set. And we bring in food and it's every two hours we announce like standings and the teams are competing against each other. So bringing in your competition uh, for the greater good. And the energy of that is just so fun. Um, and so, yeah, something like that, where maybe you even look in your, in your office, in your market center, who else wants to do this with me? If you're not on a team, just get four or five agents together one day and Mm -hmm. everybody puts 20 bucks on the table and winner take all and just have fun, make, make it fun right now. It can feel heavy. So anything you can do to inject fun into these activities keeps your energy up and you're you're productive. You're more productive when your energy is up. Yeah. We just had a sweeted us a vacation giveaway sweepstakes, which was a really easy, it was a really easy thing to do. Uh, where we just gave away seven hundred a seven hundred and fifty dollar vacation is what we called it. It was just a credit for a seven hundred and fifty dollar vacation. And we did um sort of a reverse. Uh, situation where we got people to call in um, and we did a competition among our team, right? To see who could get the most people to call in. And we ended up getting 56 referrals in one day, which was remarkable. Yeah. I love those reverse um, call-in days. Those, those are reverse powerful. call-in days are so fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah, really I love fun. that. And and to your point, Wendy, it doesn't have to be this like huge thing on the other side, right? One of, no, one of our teams did um, Beyonce tickets, right? Which was a hot ticket, but that like, is that is pretty huge. I mean, that I'm feels sorry. huge. Well, yeah, I know, that's but like huge. <laughs> when you think about the dollar amount for fifty six referrals, thousand bucks, like maybe you know, like it's something that people are excited about. So think about what's happening in your town, and maybe it is like that thing. But in return for the the spend, where else could you? How what would you have to spend to get fifty six referrals in the marketplace? Yeah. Awesome. All right. Number 12 is to just think about your, your value, right? I think sometimes in a race to the bottom, it's like we are, it's, it's less for less as opposed to more for more raising your prices, thinking about what value are you providing your clients and making sure that you're adjusting, right? Whether that's additional commission, whether that's your regular commission rate, what are you providing? And is that level to the marketplace? And it's a great opportunity to really increase just your revenue from, from that standpoint. So increasing some of your prices with your value offerings. Well, and to that point, we have an agent on our team. Shout out to Kylie. She is a buyer's agent who has started charging three and a half percent and has like raised her commission and providing amazing value. Like she is worth every penny and the buyers are willing to support that. And she's worked on what that looks like and how you have those conversations. And so now she just raised her um you know, her income with the same amount of deals. It's just like raising your price point. Raise your prices, make sure your value matches that. And then the customers are happy to pay it when your value matches it. And that you're communicating what you're getting more for more. And then people are making decisions about what works best for them. Yep. Yep. I love that. Well, and actually studies show people like to have a choice 
um, even if they pick a higher price, even if the top, the middle choice is even higher than what you would normally think it is, they just like the idea of having choice. So way to go, Kylie. You're going to go far, girl. She is. Yeah. All right. So last one, final one, lucky number 13 is to target your VIP referral sources, which is think about the people who are sending you the most business. Uh, and if you don't know who that is, then it's a really good opportunity to drill down and find out who are the people that are sending you multiple people over the course of a year. So we got really uh, intentional around this and we started a VIP program. And it's not too complicated. We said everybody who sends us a referral uh, in the last 18 months gets to be on our VIP program. And we essentially give them four little treats once a year. And they're not expensive. One of the one of the treats is a lottery ticket. Right. So it's not expensive. It's just a thank you for, you know, just a top of mind thing. Um, and we've just got three other things that we do. Usually we send out a book, um, which can can definitely be expensive if your list is a bit bigger. But uh, pro tip, if you have a list of VIP clients and you want to send them a book through Amazon, you can upload that list into Amazon and Amazon will mail out each one individually for you. So it saves you a lot of time, energy. Everything, Ooh. right? It makes it Pro super tip. easy. Write that yeah, down. Yeah, because we're always trying to like lower our uh, like our time spent by our admin team. Yeah. And so the other thing that we've done is we've partnered with a nonprofit who we purchased some of their gifts that they make, and then they've agreed to send those out <gasps> on our behalf. So they do all the packaging. They do all the handwriting. They do all that. You know, we buy the stuff. Um, and so that's been that's been a really powerful way for us just to connect with our VIP referrers. And for us, it's kind of weird because I never thought it was worth our time to send uh, to put agents on that list because I felt like it was too random. And uh, and it's actually been really powerful because the people who are referrers, they're just natural referrers. They're always going to be talking about you, sending you business. Um, telling other people about you. And so it's important to love on those people too. So I love that. A uh, quick digression story on lottery tickets. Oh. Can I, can I give you a 30 second funny story? Yeah. Of uh, course. Our gym or my gym that I go to did a thing and we ended up with some lottery tickets and I decided to make it like a learning opportunity for the boys about how stupid the lottery is in terms of like, mm -hmm. you're not likely to win and all that stuff. They sent us scratch off tickets and, um, we got three tickets and I gave the boys two and I had one and we we scratched them all off. And those boys both won on their lottery ticket. And they were like, oh my gosh, this, this is, is amazing. amazing. It all backfired in my face. So if you get Shoot. Wendy's lottery ticket, don't let your kids scratch it off as a as an example of you never win the lottery. So don't waste your money because it may blow up in your face. That's like your nightmare kind of. Oh, Tiffany. for sure. There's so many things about that. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, All right. We got that. 13 things that you can put into your business today to double your revenue. And if you loved that, then you should be with us in Nashville on September 20th, very, very soon for our Her Best Life annual event, where we will not only dig into ways to build your business, build your net worth, and most importantly, build your life. So we have some special codes to make that even easier and faster Ooh. for you. Ooh, yes. So if you're new to our HBL community, you can uh, use the code new to HBL, T-O-H-B-L, for a $700 discount on um, registration so that you could invite a friend to that. Or if yourself, if you're uh, if you're listening in our part of our broader Empire Builder community, but you have not yet joined our HBL, we would love to see you there. But wait, there's more. 
But Mofer, wait, there's more. Make offer for immediate response. <laughs> also, with that new to HPL code, you get a or they get a free room. So staying on site is so crucial to our experience. And so we want to make it even easier for you. So but wait, there's more offer to that new to HBL. You get a free room night as well. Wow. So you get the $700 discount and then yeah. you get the free room, which is another $370. So it's a $1,070 value. Um, guys, we feel so strongly about this. You know, we we kind of, we, to be really honest, we oversold. Uh, we thought a lot more people would come than, than have signed up. And so we so need our, your help. We need, well, we your, need help. your We do need your help. And it's our intention to really fill the room because the goal of Her Best Life is to impact more people. And so we really need your help. So please share the code, new to HBL. You're going to save over $1,000. And if you haven't signed up yet and you um, are a, a podcast listener, feel free to use that code as well. Or you can do three easy payments of $4.99, but definitely that first deal is a lot better. And you can find that by going to our website at herbestlife.com slash events. And there will be a pop-up there and you can definitely sign up. Uh, Nashville is really fun that time of year. And um, I really, really hope you join us. So today was (laughs) such a good episode. It was, and I want to see if, pop quiz, if you can identify which of the 13 items we just used in telling you about Her Best Life. (laughs) What did we just talk about? Tell us which ones we used and finish us off, Wendy. Yes. Well, I mean, today was great. So to me, it was just a good reminder of... um, You know, this is nothing new here. There's nothing revolutionary in our list. And it's just a good reminder to focus on, uh, pick a couple areas of focus and run towards it. It's always going to be a lot more effective than sort of this scattershot effect. Um, And some of these were just so juicy. Like, think about a MOFR. Think about about your clients, what makes sense, um, and generate some business really quickly. Quickly. Go crazy with generating leads. Have fun with it. You know, have fun with it. Uh, have a competition. Uh, do something unique in your geographic area. Increase your price point, right? Work with investors. Trim your expenses. And then ask your friends and family or your top referrers for support. So hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of today. And we'd love to see you in Nashville in September. Bye, guys. Have a great week. Have a great week.